Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. Good morning! (laughs) Me too, and good morning everybody. It's Thursday on Game Changers. Um, We're in the middle of a series called Seasons Change. I hope it's been a blessing to you so far. Um, If I'm being honest, this morning I was frantic because, I don't know, I always feel that way when it's just the girls, even though I think it usually works out. um, I have anxiety leading up to the podcast starting, but I know the Lord's always with us and meets us, and hopefully um, He works through us and speaks a word to you. Diana says, I have anxiety leading up to the podcast on Thursdays. Welcome to my life Monday through Friday. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, guys, you're in a new season today. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Um, that's good. Um, we've been, you know, talking through new seasons and seasons changing. And I think if we're honest, you know, we can just, anyone can say that changing seasons, I am not sure if anyone else is like this, and you can attest to this because you've known me my whole life, but I am not good when things change. Like, I don't do well with change. I'm like, just keep it the same. Let's just have a routine. Let's just make things the exact same way it's always been, not move from that. And it can be a little bit of an OCD. So I, coming into this topic, I'm like, Lord, I don't know if I can speak on this because I ain't that good at handling Even change. when you were anticipating change, she was yes. excited for the change of marriage. <laughs> like she was looking forward to it, leading up to it. But two days into her honeymoon, we're getting texts from the Maldives saying how much she missed home and how wonderful parents. So she went into this new se- season with great anticipation. But then once she entered it, she was looking back. And so we kind of talked about that. She was looking back like, oh my gosh, that season ended so fast I'm, with anxiety. So she, as much she walked into it with anticipation, when, anticipation, once she got there, there was a little bit of anxiety. And how about that's mm-hmm. true even with our lives. Like sometimes we know God's leading us into a new mm-hmm. season and we're really anxious about it. We know there's good things ahead. But when we take that step into it, you know, maybe doubt, maybe unbelief, maybe like, hey, am I qualified? That calls comes on us. And so we begin to, what was exciting becomes like almost anxious if we're not careful and trusting God. And, you know, and whether it's a, that's whether it's a good season or not, right? Yeah. That's whether you're going into a good season, you love your season, but it can still, when you have to rely on God and say, I don't know what anything holds, but I just got to trust you, and I I got to just trust you for the season changing. I want to give a really quick shout out to Dumasani back in the chat, because Dumasani lives in a country that doesn't practice daylight savings time, so he was, his normal time for us to be live was now an hour sooner, and he's like, where'd they go? Where are they at? (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Oh my goodness. He messaged me yesterday, and he's like, did you guys change the time? And I went... Oh, so we're, yeah, we're an hour later for you now. <laughs> That's wow. funny. Well, shout out to you, bro. Make sure you show up oh at goodness. the place at the right time. And that's really important. <laughs> um, that kind of goes along with the story um, we're talking about today, and it's in Acts uh, chapter 19. Um, Paul is going into Ephesus, and um, he realizes and recognizes he's going to this new season, and, and new seasons come with challenges, right? And recognizing that we're walking into a new season is really important, but he walks in, and as he walks into Ephesus, he sees some some deci- some people, and he says, hey, um, are you baptized with the Holy Spirit? Is God in you? And they say, Holy Spirit, like, are you baptized in the Holy Spirit? What's this Holy Spirit? What's this God in you? 
And Paul says, well, hey, listen, how were you baptized then? If you haven't been baptized by the Holy Spirit and you don't have God in you, how have you been baptized? And they said, we're John's baptism, which John's baptism was before, right? It was about radical life change before the one that was to come, before Jesus, before the Holy Spirit was to come. It was like in preparation. And so right there, Paul baptizes them in the Holy Spirit and so and fills them, and they start praising God and um they fill with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, praising God. They're excited, and we all go through those seasons where we're really excited about a season. And so from there, he goes in and takes them to the synagogue, and he starts teaching them. And there's 12. It ends up being like about 12 disciples. And he's teaching them, and he starts talking about God. And they're receiving, and they're receiving. But then there comes a time period where there's this resistance. Mm. And so let's talk about that. That sometimes when we're doing the, you know, the right thing that God's called us to do, and we're seeing blessing, and people's lives change, and, and you know, even in our life, there's blessing and, and all of that. And then there comes a season where all of a sudden there's this resistance and we come across this resistance. What do we do with it? And yeah, <laughs> I was going to let Ashton pick up. And yeah, I can read it. You missed my cue. <laughs> no, I thought <laughs> I was just going to read the actual, the uh, part of it. So Paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly there for three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God, but some became obstinate. So it, it talks about, like she was saying, it was a successful ministry at one point, right? He's sharing the gospel. People are receiving it. People are getting on board. People are excited. People are understanding, okay, the I need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I need to operate in the, the God in us. And then it says, so Paul realized that people were becoming obstinate. And it says, so he left them. He took the disciples with him and had discussions daily in the lecture hall of Tyrannius. Then went on for two years so that all the Jews and the Greeks who lived in the province of Asia heard the word of the Lord. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. And so he left and, you know, he had the successful ministry, something you can call that. And then his season came to an end. And I think very often, just like we were talking about, you know, we look at a season and I know, I don't know about you guys, but if I was Paul, I think I would, you know, my natural reaction wouldn't be to be like, okay, well, I got to go. I got to leave this season. I think my natural reaction would probably be discouragement and probably be, Lord, like, why is, you know, why is this not working? Why are I'm doing exactly, you know, what I'm supposed to do? I'm doing exactly what I've been doing. And all of a sudden, no one's receiving it. No one's hearing your word. And I'm just trying to share the truth, right? He's not doing anything bad. He's sharing, like, the word of the Lord for their lives. And they're just, people aren't just receiving it. And he realizes my time's come to an end. You know, this isn't being fruitful. This isn't fruitful anymore. This isn't the season that God has me in, in anymore. So I'm going to leave the season willingly walk out of it. He recognizes that end because his ministry became less less effective. And he entered entered a new season. And that new season actually ended up being fruitful and full of so many different things. But I like I said, I feel like I would, you know, go into the season of saying, Lord, trying to almost, you know, keep going, keep going, keep going. Like why is this not working? Why is this not working? And I think so often this just shows that we have to take a step back. And, you know, just like we talked about yesterday, um, it was super good yesterday where we talked about taking that step back and looking, what, what evaluating our season, right? Is this, you know, is this the season that God has me in? And if so, how am I going to steward it? How am I going to take care of it? How am I going to honor it? How am I going to give my best at it? But we can also take that look at it and say, is this the season I'm supposed to be in? You know, is this producing fruit that it, that needs to be there? You know, I think sometimes if we stay beyond a season, if we're not careful, especially if God's calling us to into the next and we stay beyond that because it's comfortable, 
or we've we've seen past fruit and like we take it on as a challenge like no I'm I'm going to keep on sometimes we end up leaving those seasons frustrated so I think if we're very quick to recognize where we're at and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit we'll leave a season even though maybe there's some resistance that we won't leave it frustrated I know for myself that we've left seasons and left different parts of where we're headed even even in business right we're we're trying to keep you know right now we just made a change in our sales team of how we've done things and how they're how they're you know, um, cold calling and stuff like that. And it's something that we, we tried a long, long time ago and it didn't work out then. And we quickly changed from that plan. So now we're back in this, this new way. And it's like, we quickly changed it. But the thing of it is, is it's, it's working now. So how many times has it been, have you been in life that you haven't wanted to switch gears for fear of what is normal? Like, cause there was a, there was a hesitancy of making this change. Like, is it going to work? Right? So we got to be careful, but if we kept doing it the way we were doing it, people were leaving work frustrated because they weren't gaining ground, right? So sometimes if we're able to make those changes and walk into the new, and we mm-hmm. talked about that ye- uh, yesterday, the scripture, um, behold, I'm sorry, where is that? I don't want to misquote it. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And that's Isaiah chapter 43. So if we're not quick to do that, if we keep, when God's calling us to move forward, if we don't move forward, we'll remain where we're at and make it, it's harder and we become frustrated in that season versus rather than walking in the new season, encourage that there's a new thing. We'll remain to what and hold on to what we're accustomed to and become more frustrated. So not only is there resistance, but then we also become have an internal frustration because it's not where we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I think it's being it's really sensitive or really important to be sensitive to where we're supposed to be at so that we don't become frustrated. Because then it's not a problem of the season. It becomes a problem of us. It's not the problem of the resistance of the people, right? For Paul if he would have remained um, longer than he should have, he wouldn't have listened to the Holy Spirit and moved on, right? He wouldn't have only had the resistance of the people and what they were saying and the, and the things that they were saying about him. It would He would have became internally frustrated. So he would have walked into the new season instead of being yeah. prepared to be able to minister in that area, right? And he was there for two years and did good things. His, his ministry was greater, right? If he would have walked into that frustrated, he would have had to take time to get his mind and his heart straight to be able to even minister to them. So I think it's important to not leave seasons frustrated. And I think part of that is not leaving a season frustrated is recognizing very quickly on when it's time to move into the next. Yeah, that's true. And being willing. You know, I think uh, faith sounds pretty. (laughs) Can we be honest? Faith sounds super pretty to say and super, you know, oh, yay, let's have faith. But do you have it? You know, if we believe that God is taking us into a season, you know, when God takes us through in and through seasons, it's always for the purpose of greater productivity. It's always for the purpose of something new that he wants to do. And, you know, faith sounds so pretty when we have to walk, you know, just have faith in God, right? Like how often have you heard that? How often maybe have you said that to somebody? But when it comes to the reality of actually doing it, it truly means I'm laying down my life in surrender to you, which is uncomfortable, presenting myself as a living sacrifice, which is uncomfortable. If you're living and dying, right, that's uncomfortable. And, you know, we're dying to ourselves daily so that we can lay down our lives at an altar saying, Lord, I present myself wherever you want to take me, whatever you want to do in my life, whatever you want to do through my life. Here it is. And, you know, we notice the following, like in Paul's 
ministry. You know, Paul was more effective, like I said, in his new season. And God, as God repositioned him to reach more and more people, maybe you're you not being ready or not, not being ready. I guess that's the wrong word. Maybe you not being willing and okay with where God is taking you, even in, if it's the unknown. Maybe, you know, you're charting new territories, charting unta- uncharted waters, going through uncharted waters, like, if you just would begin to trust God, maybe you don't know what he has for you, but, you know, just an example in the Bible where Paul, he's, he, he's willing to let go of the season and walk in obedience say, God, you know, I've given my best to this, and I know you're calling me into a new season. I'm going to let go of this. And we don't know the prayers that Paul had in the process. We don't know the journey that he had where he maybe did face discouragement and frustration, and but he ultimately, at the end of the day, because he was so willing to walk and get, walk with the Lord in that, we understand and we know that he, whether he you know, had those prayers of discouragement and giving that to the Lord, we do know that he walked in obedience at the end of the day. He walked in obedience in full trust in the Lord and was willing to just say yes to the Lord. And that should be our life and that should be our prayer. Not only that, but became, he became more effective. Not only did he become more effective once he left, but there are many times in our life where you know landmark moments happen. Think back to a time maybe you've experienced one or I've heard of one where, you know, if I wouldn't have done this, I would have ne- this would have never happened in my life. You know, something that Matias always says, because Matias is born and raised in Argentina his whole life. Like, you can ask his mom and dad. They would say, he would, like, when they begin to move to Florida, because um, they're missionaries, they begin to move to Florida. Um, he was so resistant. He was like, I don't want to move. Please don't make me move. Please don't make me move. I like my friends. I like I like Argentina. I don't want to be here. Every time he was when he was here, um, he would say, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. Please take me back to Argentina. And his mom just said, we know that the Lord called us here. We know that the Lord called us here. Like, you're going to have to just understand that the Lord's called us in this season to be here. And that's where we're going to be. And him and I joke about it, but he never would have met me. And I'm <laughs> the best thing in his life. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. He's watching. He's but you know what? Doors, just like for Paul, it, when he he moved on, he, the door, you know, he left a place, but the God, it wasn't until he began to to walk out of the old season that yeah. God opened up the new. And so his ministry in Ephesus was about three months. But when he moved on, it became a two-year journey where people were excited to come in to the synagogue and to the halls to hear his teaching of who? Jesus. Mm. So you have to make those things. He probably left feeling discouraged. He probably questioned. I mean, we've all done that. How, here's like, let's talk about a season that sometimes when we feel like we're going to make this career change and we leave somewhere that's comfortable. And a lot of people are facing that right now because there are a lot of industries that have been hurt over the last two years for COVID and businesses that have shut down, people that have had built their business, their lifetime, like family businesses that have shut down and not. And so people are having to make career changes and like you're leaving that and you're scared, but really maybe you're going to find greater purpose in that change. And you might not have ever made that switch had you have not left the old, even if it was a force. Sometimes sometimes God moves us into seasons and he shuts the door. Sometimes mm-hmm. we walk out of it willingly, but sometimes he's shutting it for us and we just have to be obedient. And sometimes uh-huh. we're trying to hold the door open and he's saying, no, walk through it and let me close it. And we're still trying to hold it open. And what if Paul would have done that? He probably would have caused more damage, right, in that in Ephesus. But instead, he made a decision to to move, and his ministry was greater. It was it was longer? It it, 
it produced more fruit. And he, if he would have stayed behind, would that have happened? I'm not really sure. If you wouldn't have left your season, if you wouldn't have left your, maybe just even a career change, it, it wouldn't have made that career change. Would would you be where you're at today? Maybe making some decisions about your health. If you wouldn't have made that decision, would you be where you're at today? You know, there's a lot of different things like that. So I think we have to be sensitive, but be not only be we can't be afraid for the next season, but that doesn't mean we're not going to come with doubts and fears or be discouraged. Because I think Paul probably experienced that, even though he yeah. didn't talk about that. And God often uses our circumstances to show us when a season is ending, right? So Paul may have made it set up home, set up camp in Ephesus and never moved beyond Ephesus. Mm-hmm. He may have stayed there, but he, God allowed the circumstances to shift so that he would make that decision, right? So yeah. sometimes God's upheavaling things. You know, there's one thing I've, I told the kids as they were growing up, like I was like, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem, <laughs> right? So if there's someone that you're under, if you're not able to conform to what they have their structure. They're the one that has the podium. They're the one that has control or the Believe right or the, or the liberties. You know, they're the ones making the rules. If you can't <clears throat> come up underneath those, then you're not part of the solution. You're part of the problem, and maybe you're the one that needs to be removed. Because so, so often we feel like, you know, let's think about a job. We're like, man, I wish that boss would just get out of here. Well, no, maybe the boss doesn't need to get out of there. Maybe you need to get out of there. Ooh, jeez. <laughs> Dang, that's a holy rebuking right there. I'm like, Lord, have mercy. I don't know what came in you, girl. Get the Holy Spirit. Um, but, I mean, honestly, though, you're, you're right. Like, I think, you know, number one, I did hear that all the time when I was growing up. I'm like, listen, ma'am, I'm just venting. I'm like, I need to not hear correction right now. How many now. times did you say, are you on my side? Whose side yeah, are you Yeah, I literally would say that to her all the time. But uh, So it's bringing me back a little bit into my past season. Because um, <laughs> right now she told me that I'm like, mother, no. Hey, um, you know what? That's a season, even letting go of your children as they move on. I still try a mom, Ashton, and she's challenged me a few times, like, um, I don't live with you anymore. <laughs> Like, you can't determine that. I'm like, but I'm still your mom, but you don't rule my house. That's a really hard season, so maybe you find yourself there empty nesting. Or <laughs> It's okay. I love you, brother. You can always mom me because I know you always will. So I don't think that overtake. But <laughs> Okay, let's move on. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, ultimately what she was saying was so true. And I think here's the biggest key before, you know, because, right, we, I think it could be really confusing to someone that listened to our series that says what to do when you want to quit and don't quit, right? We talk about don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. And it's very easy. I'm sure a lot of people looked at Paul and said he just quit on a season, right? But there's a time and a place. Um, you know, it's about being in the right. The, Jensen Franklin has a book, and I've read it before. Um, I might be misquoting the name, but if you guys have the opportunity to get it, get it. It's an incredible book. book. Um, but it's talking about right, right place, right. Uh, do you know right season, right place, right time, or something like that? If you look right it up, people. You, right people, right place, right time, something along those lines. Um, but there, it's a key to be at the right season at the right time. And yeah. you know, it doesn't mean he was quitting. And I think the key factor in all of this, when you're trying to determine, is this a season I quit? Is this a season I push forward? Is this a season? you know, I move on from, not quit, I guess, but move on from, is this, what am I supposed to do in the season, right? Um, am I just, you know, because I could definitely relate to this of, I could easily look at Paul's story, and if I'm in a hard season, <laughs> I could justify leaving that season, um, even if it's not my time to. Um, 
And so based on emotions. And so I think it's key. The whole key factor that determined, you know, whether Paul was supposed to be leaving that season or not was the Holy Spirit. Um, the Holy Spirit will show us and speak to us when, it, when we're quiet. Um, and as we are sensitive to the Holy Spirit, he gives us wisdom and knows what steps we are to take. It gives us discernment. So look at your season and don't just look at it and make decisions on your own, but invite the Holy Spirit to pour wisdom into you. Proverbs says, um, I believe it's in Proverbs 3, it says that the Lord gives wisdom. Like that is a not, you know, some of us, I think we seek, okay, how do I do this? How do I do this? And we run frantic, not realizing that the Lord is the one that gives wisdom. And all we have to do is ask and seek it. Um, and he will give that to us. And so when we invite his His wisdom and his spirit into our situations, we can then look at our season and say, okay, is this a season I'm supposed to be in? Is this, Lord, is this something you're calling me out of? Um, it will never be based off of, of emotions. Well, know? I think at that time too, it's like we also maybe have to increase our time with God more time in his presence is necessary when we're getting ready to make a great shift in our life, whatever that is, whether it's spiritually, physically, job, relationally, whatever those things are, you know, even maybe health, however, whatever those are, it's going to require probably more time with the Lord to be able to gain wisdom, right? Because if you don't spend time with them, how is he going to direct you? If you're not asking him, how is he going to direct you? If you're not listening, how is he going to direct you? If you aren't open, how are you, how is he going to direct you? So it's, it comes in those seasons. It becomes more of greater pressing in a greater seeking, a greater, a greater hunger, right? You need that because you don't want to make a step without him, but yet you have to put yourself in a position to be able to hear from him. And we forget that sometimes we're just wanting to keep on going, but are we opening ourselves up with more time to allow him to give us the the wisdom necessary or to lead us or to guide us? So I think in the most critical times of change in our life, if I wouldn't have allowed the Holy Spirit, I would have made bad choices probably. Um, I would have been driven by emotion. See, God is above our emotions. So if we're filling our hearts and our minds and our spirits with God and his word and his presence and asking and seeking, he is above our emotions, right? So he'll be able to calm the storm with inside so that we can have right thinking. Um, you know, David's kind of mentioned before, there was a period of time where kids were younger and we were going through a really tough time. It's like, are we going to make this work? Or are we going to just like kind of go on our own? And I would, I will say that if it wasn't for God connecting me with the right people at the right time at the right place and I wasn't open to receive I have to be honest with you at that point I'm I'm probably maybe my early 20s I might have been like you know what see you sucker <laughs> but it would have altered my entire life it would have altered my children's life it would have altered my granddaughter's life it would have altered that so if it wasn't for allowing the holy spirit to speak to me and connect me with people that were going to challenge me with my thinking beyond my emotions and say no this is what the word of god says this is what you are able to do you know and and yeah. stuff like that what you can do like here here's here's where you need to direct your focus because where your focus is your emotions emotions will follow if it wasn't for a, being hungry for a deeper understanding of God, what do I do in this season? I'm in a really rough season, yeah. and I know I'm, I'm not going to stay here, but where do I go from here in allowing the Lord to do something? And that was that season where the Lord began to really speak to me and allow me to recognize that I had access to him without anybody else. And there was a season in my life as a newer believer and not being raised in church that I really didn't feel confident that I didn't need a priest to go before the Lord, right? 
that yeah. I had access to him right in my bedroom, right in my closet, right in my bathroom, right in my car, that I had access, free access. There's a lot of things in our beginning of our marriage. It's like, well, David, pray <laughs> about that and let me know how that all works out. And I'll, I'm listening. But <laughs> what? Uh, he just texted us and said, you would have missed out on a great husband. My dad said that to her because he's listening right now. I think it's the reverse. Just saying, <laughs> but here's the the truth of it. I had access to him, and how did I have access? I was open to it. Mm-hmm. So we can have access, but if we aren't open to it and we don't go after it, will it benefit us? No, because if I wouldn't yeah. have sought the Lord in that season, you know what? And and I've <clears throat> I've said this. You know, glory be to God. You know, David and I in life, we had a lot of challenges. You know, we were young when we got married, broke, busted, disgusted. <laughs> Literally, I left my mother's home. Um, barefoot and pregnant no joke I left the house without shoes on my feet Um, my father-in-law took us to a store and I literally bought me shoes but if I would have if we wouldn't have really hung on to God and had people in our life that pushed us to seek him I don't know we'd be if we would be where we are today and so we instead of becoming a statistic God made us an exception and that's not about me or David but just really the goodness and the faithfulness Mm -hmm. of God and you know even with our children I'm always going to speak because they are an ultimate picture to me of God's goodness and faithfulness and grace and mercy and like like being raised by David and I in, in our dysfunction at times because we were kids ourselves, kids raising kids, but they still came out so good. I really don't know how. I don't know how. But thank God they did, right? So I think knowing your season you're in and hanging on to God, it, it goes beyond you. It goes into your your lineage, your generations mm-hmm. to come, right? So it doesn't. it's not just about you. So that's another reason why it's really, really important to know what season you're in and, and trust God and seek God because at the end it's not about you yeah at the end right it's not just about you making it through but it's what you're what you've gone through and going into the season and how you do it and how you walk into it whether you go in discouraged or you go in full of the holy spirit right empowered and excited it's what people see right so it's like that encourages somebody else um you know so i think it's really important not only my family but just people around us that literally said i would have never guessed that that they've been encouraged by the story so it's not always we always think it's about us but ultimately it's about what our testimony and where we're going and how we're going to impact somebody else yeah and you know today we're looking at the comments on our phone because we are having an event for our office tomorrow um, so there's no t- like TV to show us um, the comments. But um, in the book of uh, Dumasani said this, in the book of Acts, God seems to have allowed persecution as a result that the gospel spread further. And I think it's the same thing. You know, we may not understand our season, but when we rely on the Holy Spirit and we just continue to walk in that trust, okay, Lord, I'm just going to be obedient. I'm just going to walk into this trusting you and having childlike faith, right? A child trusts their parent whether they understand or not. So I'm going to have childlike faith and trust you and then, what happens, we see more fruit from it. And also in Psalms 126, Dana Dowd said, God says, trust me and I'll show you. Um, and so that's, that's super good. important um, to just rely, when you trust the Lord and when you rely on the Holy Spirit and just continue to walk in that, um, you know, he won't lead you astray. And also the book, Dumasani had it. It's called, last thing really fast, it's called um, Right People, wait, Oh, goodness. Right people, right place, and right plan. It's a great book. It's by Jensen Franklin. He's not sponsoring this. <laughs> so it's really good. Y'all it just got to check it book. out. Really good book. All right, Mike, take it away, sir. 
Thank you all for tuning in today. We hope you guys have enjoyed this series. Today, we'll actually wrap up our Seasons Change podcast. We, as Ashton mentioned, are hosting an event tomorrow, and our whole team will be running that from start to finish tomorrow, so we will not be able to do the broadcast for you. But we will be back fresh, renewed, having a weekend behind us with a brand new series called Blueprint. So make sure you guys tune in Monday morning. Have a blessed rest of your day. Have a blessed Friday, and enjoy your weekend. If you guys would like, if you want some daily encouragement, that will still go out tomorrow. You guys can opt into it completely free by texting the letters EZGC to 813-522-3356. If you guys join us live every single morning, we always appreciate you being here or your comments, your emojis, all of it. But if for any odd reason you can't make the live stream, you can always keep up with us in two ways. Number one, we upload every episode every day on YouTube. So search Game Changer Podcast Live and make sure you hit the bell to get notified so that you see when the episodes are up. Also, for every audio listener out there, if you guys prefer that, we have audio platforms available everywhere. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much any of them that you can think of we upload to but make sure you subscribe to us on whichever one you use the most if you guys are listening or watching this on replay you guys can always watch us live every morning on facebook and youtube live just search game changer podcast live and we will come right up make sure you guys check out this week's featured bible plan what to do when you want to quit on the Version bible app it is a brand new plan that just launched last week we are really excited for it dave has said this is his favorite one yet so make sure you guys subscribe to it read through it then let us know what you guys think also if you guys really enjoyed the season's change series because we only got through about half the notes i feel like we may end up turning this into a plan so stay tuned for that um but yeah if you guys want you know make sure you hit the daily encouragement text follow us on all the social media platforms make sure you keep up with us definitely watch tomorrow because social media will be blowing up as we do our event it'll be a lot of fun you may be able to pick up some nuggets that we throw out throughout throw in throughout the day but thank you all for listening we hope you guys enjoy your friday the rest of your day and your weekend and on that note we out Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.